0: Welcome to victory church online we're so thankful that you're joining us here throughout your week to be encouraged
1: and be challenged by the word of god get ready to take some notes
0: boy i'm so glad to see all of you you look really healthy looks like you've lost weight somebody somebody say amen hey i want to welcome everybody that's watching online wherever you may be here in the denver area or around the world we i don't know if you know this but we've had people from 65 different countries that watch our online services. So welcome to all of you, wherever you may be. Come on, church, let's thank them for being with us today. As always, our whole goal is to serve you and try to help you get connected to God and maybe help you grow just a little bit more. That's our purpose right here. And so again, for all of you that are here, all of you are watching online, thank you so much. It's such a tremendous honor. To, uh, to speak the Word of God and to share the Word of God with you. As you know, I'm Pastor Mike Ware. I'm the founding pastor. And as we've been saying, the backup quarterback for these last number of weeks. Amen. Praise God. Uh, but I have a very special friend here today. He was in the Denver area this weekend. So I asked him if he would just come and share the Word of God, Pastor Mark Harrell. We have known each other for nearly 40 years. We've watched our children grow up. Uh, Jeannie and Jeanette are best friends. And Mark and I, we speak usually every week by phone. And uh, he pastors a great church in Kentucky. We were on staff together at Bethany down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, back in the olden days. And so uh, he and I are still very, very young. Amen. Compared to some people I know, but we're very young. And uh, got the energy and the power of the Holy Ghost. And we're here to share the Word of God. Would you give a good, warm welcome and a Victory Church welcome to Pastor Mark Harrell.
1: All right. Thank you, Brother Mike. You may be seated. We love the wares, their whole family. The Mike is family from that. The Lord is good. I want to encourage you in lifelong relationships, relationships that challenge you. To know the lord and grow in the lord if you do that you're headed for great victory in your life amen do you have your bible if you want to be you can be opening it to first chronicles chapter four we'll be there in a few moments but i want to speak on transformation prayer or transformational prayer whatever you want to call it Uh, if there's any area i find often believers christians different ones that have walked with the lord for a long time that they can struggle in, it's in the whole area of prayer. Um, we don't feel like maybe we're doing enough, covering enough, understand it enough, and so forth. Today, I want a, to take a very simple, dynamic prayer and hopefully bring it alive to you in a new way. And as you're opening the First Chronicles chapter 4, let me just read a verse out of Ephesians 6 using God's word translation for you because there's all kind of different ways to pray it starts off by saying pray in the spirit in every situation do we have any situations going on in the world right now maybe you have some situations going on in your life and so that's a dynamic we've got to remember prayer is not just for church it's not just in a crisis it's not just when you don't know what to do but it should be really a continual thing through your life. It's not necessarily even how long you pray. In fact, I find my prayer life, I enjoy it with shorter, more frequent stints of prayer. And just praying without ceasing as the Bible talks about. The rest of that verse says, well, it starts out again, pray in the Spirit in every situation, use every kind of prayer and request there is. So that indicates to me there are different kinds of prayers different ways to pray, different things that we can incorporate in our life. So in our moments together, we're going to look at this Old Testament prayer. Many of you would be familiar with it. In fact, in the first uh, little service we had for some leaders, one couple came up to me and said, we got saved because of that book and reading that prayer. How about that? So maybe that will happen to someone today if you're watching online. It might help you to come to know the Lord. And you can include this as a part of your prayer, no, no matter what model or pattern or how you pray on a daily basis. And I love the Bible. It has a sense of humor to me. I hope you can find humor in the Bible sometimes. And don't take yourself so serious. Nobody else does, so don't take yourself so serious. Reading the Bible, find humor in this. And if you're having trouble maybe sleeping at night, just get First Chronicles out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Because basically, all it is for a lot of it is this person beget this person who beget this person who beget this person. Chapter two who beget this person, and and you you can't even say the names of the people, right? But right in the middle of hundreds of names, the Bible puts a pause on all the begets and it gives somebody an honorable mention. Wow, wouldn't you like that for your life? An honorable mention. Why? Because of his prayer. Yeah. Hmm. Not because of anything, but his prayer. So there's some good things to just mine out of this two verses in First Chronicles chapter 4. It's about this guy named Jabez, and it's referred to as The Prayer of Jabez, a real popular book, probably about 20 years ago, The Prayer of Jabez, and really brought it to light, and it was used all over the country and other places. And it starts out in 1 Chronicles 4, 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. That's a key right there. Let's find out why. Now, his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. The name Jabez means pain. I don't recommend you naming your child Jabez (laughs) or pain, okay? You know... Here are all your children. You're going somewhere. Here's Jimmy. I want you to meet Jimmy, Susie, Tommy, and that's pain. (laughs) We don't know the circumstances. Obviously, there was some pain going on in her life, her pregnancy, the marriage, family issues, some loss. Something was going on, but for whatever reason, she chose to label this boy, pain. Here's the thing. Maybe some of you feel like there is a label on your life. Something was assigned to you that you didn't deserve or something you've gone through, bankruptcy, divorce, depression, sickness, illness, on and on we could go. But you feel like there's this label on you and you love the Lord. Maybe some of you feel like when you, maybe when you walked into church today, you maybe felt like that label was 10 feet in front of you. And everybody looked at you. They saw that label more than anything else. There's something that's just trying to rob you. And this poor guy gets it. His name is Pain, like a boy named Sue. It's not a good name. It's just not good. But watch this. Pain cried out. Pain cried out. Now, if your name is pain or whatever label you think is trying to attach itself to you, to limit you, belittle you, dishonor you, or dishonor the Lord, and you're going to cry out to God, don't you think you would cry out about your pain? A cry out about the thing that's robbing from you? Here's the deal. Many believers spend their time in relationship with God only talking and moaning about the pain, yeah. only complaining or only will you, how come, and could you, should you, do? you know, all that type of stuff. Now, look, we've all done it. I've done it. Come on, raise your hand. You know what I'm talking about. And, and we're going to do that from time to time. It just doesn't need to be the consistency of our life, and that be the only way we approach God. But pain cries out to God of Israel, not about his pain, but about promises, yes, come on. about the word about things that he sees in his spirit that God wants to do in his life. So notice with me, he's getting ready to pray. Pain is getting ready to pray. And this is what he says. He says, oh, that you would bless me. Wow. Some translations, maybe your Bible says, bless me indeed. You know, come on, you emoji people, power fist, power fist. I mean, just (laughs) come on. Bless me indeed, but the word "bless" is not a self-centered give me, give me, give me word. That's not what it means in the original language. It means I'm lacking, would you pour into me where I'm lacking? You've got stuff in the treasure chest of heaven. God, you know what I need? I need more of you, I need your word, I need your life, I need your nature. Would you just pour into me, bless me? I make myself available. This is what pain cried out. Not, I've got pain, but no, Lord, bless me. Pour into me. He got his eyes off the situation and onto an almighty God who was able to do something above what he could ask or think. That's what we've got to do. We've got to do it. Now, the whole prayer is, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain." And God granted his request. God, I just know if I will focus on your promise, I know if you'll pour stuff into me, something can happen and my life will change. And then God goes, wow, I like this guy. This guy's got it. You want a New Testament illustration? Very similar in Matthew 8 where the centurion asked Jesus, just speak the word, just speak it and his servant would be healed. Jesus was gonna go personally to the guy's home. And the centurion says, not not necessary, Uh -uh, no. I believe that this label, this label that has my servant paralyzed will be destroyed just by your word. Boy, and Jesus celebrated that. So the word of God, the promises of God, breaking a label off of your life or a loved one. Come on. So Jabez declared and prophesied his own deliverance from this label of pain. So the Bible pauses these hundreds of names and granted a man's prayer. It's so good. Oh, that you would bless me. Again, the word in the Hebrew literally means just pour into me, stoop down. Put in me, God, the things that I'm lacking right now. So what are we going to do? What, how can you take? Bless me indeed. Just everybody say blessing. blessing. Oh, I meant just remember that. Just pray for blessing. Ask God for things he has available on deposit for you. It's kind of like if you had a million dollars in your bank account, it's on deposit. But until you make a withdrawal, what good is it doing for you? Amen? And so there are things in the heavenly account right there ready for you ask God for things he has and I'm merely and I'm not just talking about consumer things and financial things even though that would be part of it but that can be short-sighted materialism can be very short-sighted God wants to give you health anybody need that right now okay peace joy favor creative ideas laughter Yeah. Matter of fact, you ought to turn to your neighbor just kind of laugh at him a little bit. You've been wanting to do it anyway. Go ahead. (laughs) Laughter. How about this? Clear thinking. Discernment. Opportunities. We could go on and on. God wants you to have his blessing on your life. Psalm 18, verse 35. You empower me for victory. Okay, Victory Church. God empowers victory for victory, with wrap around presence. Your power within me makes me strong to subdue by stooping down, stooping down, pour into my life where I'm lacking in gentleness. You made me great. That's, that's what pain did. He found promises and he declared that over his life. And you can picture that. You know, I imagine all of us, if we had opportunity, we could take weeks and weeks, one by one, getting up here and sharing the testimony where God delivered us from a label. Amen? Delivered us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think of the things that God had to deliver me from and the insecurities and fears and phobias. I mean, all the stuff. I mean, come on. You have no idea. But early in my teenage years, folks, Early in my teenage years, growing up on a farm in the middle of nowhere in Louisiana, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, okay? And I began learning how to worship God. And I would just, you know, Fridays where my friends would be out drinking or whatever they were doing, I'd sit on the front porch and rock and basically, in context to this message, Lord, pour into my life where I'm lacking. Help me to become something different and better than what I am right now. I believe your word, change me, keep transforming me. That label of I can't, I can't, and I don't measure up, I break it in Jesus' name. So you got to get be vigilant for your blessing in your life. And God wants you to have more blessing in every area of life for a specific reason. Everybody say reason. reason. Genesis 12, 2. I will bless you. So that you can sit down in your lazy chair and do absolutely nothing. Why does he bless you? Read it. So you can be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. I think when that becomes your motive for the blessing, God's like, I like that type of prayer. I like that heart. They want to bless other people. God needs you to have more so you can take the more and not hide the more or consume the more, but the more's for others. Some of you, listen, God has put a lot of joy in you. i you know, I'm, I'm a watcher of people. I was walking around out in the foyer before service talking to different ones. Some of you have a buku, that's a phrase we use down south, of joy. Lots of joy. How many of you have joy right now? Okay. When you walk out of the church today, if you go anywhere, you're going to encounter people who have no joy. Maybe it's your work or school or whatever. You've, got, you've been blessed, and that, that joy is contagious, and we don't want to be silly with it and offensive with it. We want it to be so attractive where people see joy in you, and they say, what is it about you? Well, God's blessed me. He's poured into me. I didn't allow the world and the things of this world and the confusion to to rob my joy. I've got the joy of the Lord. It's my strength. God is looking for people not only to give to, but to give through. And here's the perspective of this first part of this prayer. You really don't need to just pray about your needs all the time. It's okay to talk to the Lord about them, but that's not the big deal to stay focused on. God already wants to give you more if your desire is to be a blessing to others. So say this prayer with me. You ready for this first part of that prayer? Lord, give me more than I need. Stoop down, pour into me, so I can be a blessing to the world around me, in Jesus' name. That's the blessing concept. Okay, yeah. Do we have anybody blessed today? All right. So let's say, and we believe because we pray it, God does that. He starts blessing you abundantly. Wow. God, you've blessed me. I've asked you for it. Next part of the prayer of Jabez, enlarge my territory. Wow. If I have more, God, I'll do more. My capacity has enlarged. There's something I'm supposed to do. I think so often we're concerned that God's going to make us do something that's out of our gifting or out of our nature or personality. No, he's going to stretch you, but he's going to do something that will just fit like a glove. You might not even know what it is right now, but he wants to enlarge your territory. So, ask for opportunity, opportunity. Influence. Can we say that word? Influence. Open doors. Divine daily appointments. My wife's right here on the front row. Let's give her a hand clap. Can we do that for her? And uh, we we live in a small community, and she likes to get to know the cashiers at Walmart and Kroger and, you know, all that. And so she gets to know them by name. She talks to them, you know, finds out their prayer needs. She brings them little gifts. (laughs) She does whatever she can because she's looking for divine opportunity every day. Every day. Just... Divine appointments every day, wherever she goes. And she'll come home and tell me about this person who I've never met and that person who I've never met. And she's so excited because she took advantage of a divine appointment in large territory. Sometimes we think it has to be some massive thing. It could just be something you're to do today. And then there'll be something for tomorrow and then the next day. Eternal purpose, kingdom-building moments That's enlarging territory. But in order for that to happen, you've got to be willing to be stretched. How many are okay with being stretched? Brother Mike, come on up. I brought my little friend. Maybe you remember Stretch Armstrong from years ago. Okay. Well, this is a wrestler, and I think Brother Mike showed his picture last week like this. Was it last week, Brother Mike? Looks just like. Just look like. Stretch! <laughs> All right. It's not comfortable at the moment, but with enlarged territory becomes more opportunity, more responsibility. You've got to be willing to be stretched. God, I'm asking you to trust me to walk through doors bigger than me. And you don't go from here to some major, huge advancement without taking the first step through the first door and whatever it is you're supposed to do today or this week. God has available for you a life bigger than you currently have. Bigger. Could it be the reason some experience life less than that? Could it be all their life is about Self, self-will, maybe currently self-preservation. I mean, maybe you know someone that one time really following the Lord and they've just bought into a lie and all they're consumed with is self-preservation. That's not enlarged territory. That's shrinking territory, just shrinking. The most fulfilled people I know are, the peop- are not the people without problems, the most fulfilled people I know are people who have expanded territory, purpose, a reason to get up, a reason to kick the devil, as Brother Mike said, yes, <laughs> and he'll be talking about that next week. If you, if you have expanded territory, you better be ready to kick the devil because yeah. he's not going to be excited about it. No. <laughs> All right. When you have purpose, look, there's a sk- skip in your step. You quickly forgive. You're not offended about anything. It's quiet in this religious church. Okay, moving on. You'll have God's heart over matters because your territory is expanded. You can't get caught up in little things of that nature. Come on. You see life through a lens. Man, I can be doing more. I have territory to capture for God. Again, a successful Christian does not necessarily mean they have more money and less problems. Successful people have clear purpose. They have expanded territory to capture. They've got something to see done because God's placed an assignment on their life. And there's an assignment on each one of you. We're gonna pray for it. Ephesians 1:18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Everybody say me. me. The riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. If you want hope, it's connected to what you're supposed to do. Right. Hope is not just so I back away and I'm sheltered in some environment of exclusion. Hope is for your territory. The two greatest moments in a person's life, Mark Twain said, the moment you were born and the moment you know why. Yes. The moment you're born, the moment you know why. My great-grandfather was second cousin to Mark Twain. And uh, actually have some things that he had signed back at home. Do you know why you were born? Do you know? Expanded territory is how God has designed you. That design points you to your destiny, there is hope connected to your calling. See, when I got married, oh, my goodness, my territory expanded. I had a responsibility. I meant, you know, I couldn't live with mom and dad any longer. I had to pay rent. I had to buy food. I had to buy toilet paper if I could find some. <laughs> I meant, you know, come on. I, I did odd jobs besides my job. And then went into ministry, and and Brother Mike and I were talking. We still did odd things to support the family because when you start having kids, it is expensive. And everybody with kids says, yes. "Yes." But I had responsibility. There's nothing wrong talking about a problem to overcome. But if you have territory bigger than a problem, purpose rises up. And you've got a reason to get out of bed and get after it. And it applies in the spiritual as well. Jabez, praise the prayer. I know I have pain. Matter of fact, God, that's my name. It's pain. But I'm not gonna focus on that. I'm praying for you to transform me. And when you do and you bless me, use me, expand me, help me deal with fears that, that stop me. So here at church, you serve. A lot, of, a lot of people have been serving this morning. You minister. You do all that. It's, it's more than the function. It's all those in the receiving end. It's about them because each person represents a family, a more territory, a more open doors, something bigger than you can even currently see. God talking in Psalm 2, he says, Ask me, just ask me, pour into your life. And I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. I'll let you touch people, help transform people. I'll put that expanded territory in your path. Grab a hold. God has purpose for your life. And until you discover that expanded territory with your blessing, you might just be putting out fires all your life. Unfulfilled. Possibly miserable. I tell you what, when you step into the army of the Lord and you're asking God to bless and expand your territory, get ready and hold on for a ride. You know, we watch action-packed movies. Have your own, okay? Just pray. Get rid of that label, that belittling thing of the devil. Wow. So pray this with me. You ready? Lord, show me the expanded territory for my life so I can live a life bigger than my own. All right, so Lord, you're stooping down. You're doing this for me, pouring into me. I see the purpose, expanded territory, but it's over my head. So, third part of that prayer, let your hand be with me. Let your hand. I have this purpose, this expanded territory. Your hand better be directing this, Lord. In other words, leaning on the Lord fully, not just your own talent or your own ability. Uh, I mean, that's why the Holy Ghost is so important. Praying in the Spirit, allowing Him to show you and let Him walk right next to you. The Holy Ghost should be your best friend. And His whole purpose is to make Jesus real. I mean, read it in John 16 and 17. He's not there to talk about himself. He's there to bring everything that Jesus gave the disciples. He's there to make everything available to you if you lean into the Holy Ghost, whose job and purpose is to make Jesus big. Yes. Oh, he'll make him so big to you. Let your hand be with me. Acts 11:21. the Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Man, that's why something is accomplished. God's anointing in his presence. I read this prayer earlier in the first time with um, some of the ministers and servers. A prayer Moses prayed in Exodus, Exodus 33. He's talking to the Lord. Hear the Lord reply, so they're having conversation. The Lord said to Moses, my presence, everybody say presence. Presence. Will go with you and I will give you... uh, rest boy the body of Christ needs rest right now I don't mean where you're not doing anything in no action but just you're at rest then Moses said to him if your presence does not go with us do not send us up from here how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? It's that rest. It's that I've been blessed. Oh, I've got purpose. My my territory has expanded. Oh, and God's hand is on me, His presence. It's beautiful, it's restful, It, it brings such comfort. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you. I know you by name. God was pleased with the guy named Pain and answered his prayer. Lord, bless me. I need more. I need you to give me more than I need so I can be a blessing and enlarge me. Give me a life bigger than me. And now pray this with me. You ready? Lord, Lord. be with me because what you've called me to do is too big for me. I need your presence with me. Yeah. Then you don't lean into your own emotions and your fear and your insecurities and all the stuff that cripples many a good believer. No, you're willing to be stretched in Jesus' name. Now, you ready when God shows up in you and for you, boy, his presence is right there. But all hell wants to oppose you. You know, devil will leave you alone if you're not doing anything. Some people just, devil, leave me alone. And he said, go sit down and don't do anything. But suddenly you get involved in the things of the Lord because you're blessed. And there's so much enlargement of things for you to do. And God's presence is so real. You pray this last part. And keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Keep me from harm. And a thousand might fall, at, I said 10,000 at that right hand. That's pretty close. You know, when you, when you read some of the scriptures, it's close activity with warfare going on, with issues going on. And again, you can pray a power prayer quickly with these points or take extended time based on maybe a, a current need or someone you're trying to help. Everyone faces attack. When you're doing more, be prepared. Yep. Be prepared. You know... Um, Those of you with children and grandchildren, raise your hand. And how many, all of a sudden, you you see some purpose, see something expanded territory, and one of them starts taking steps, and bam, here comes all hell at them. Has that ever happened to anybody? And um, our youngest son and his wife, they've only been married, well, this August, it'll be two years, and they had their first baby um, in September and it was a major complicated delivery where um, it, it just was serious, okay? Let me just leave it that. Uh, thank God the baby lived, and she lived. It was a very, very difficult situation. My wife had to move over and nurse her back to life, and they, they, they just kept joy, and I said, Alyssa, Michael, there is so much purpose for you, so much. So she's getting strength and able to carry the baby now and do stuff. She goes out on an errand and a car pulls right out in front of her major wreck with the baby in the car, totals the car, baby's fine. She's just bruised and a little banged up. I thought, okay, devil, we're, 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 we're on for this. So now they're without a car. <laughs> and then on December, I think 11th, how many remember the tornadoes that went through Kentucky if you saw that on the news? Well, they're in a rent house and they had a direct hit, not a close. I'm talking about a direct hit. But God was so good, a, a building landed right in front of their house, a whole building. I mean, it's all mangled, but a whole building landed right in front of their house. And so the wind had to go all around. It destroyed everything else around, destroyed the house just right behind. Now, their house had damage, but it was intact and they lived. And so whole team went with me, yeah, from church to work. And I looked at little Theo and I said, give Papa a break, give me a break. (laughs) We've had enough. But I said, there's purpose for your life. I Looked at Alyssa, God has great purpose for your life. Don't shrink back because the war's on. Don't shrink back because the war's on. Don't quit because it's tough. Don't. And they're walking in joy and peace. I mean, just so proud of them. Just learn to laugh a little bit more at the enemy. Come on. You know, men, how, I asked this in the first service. Men, how many enjoy a good war movie, action-packed movie, contact sports, guts and sweat? Come on, man. Let me see your hand. Okay. Be honest. Yep, yep. Maybe a lot of the ladies, too. That's all right. <laughs> yeah all right, just step into the army of the Lord and you'll get all the action that you want. Now, it's not against people. It's against principalities and powers, this dark world against spiritual forces of evil the heavenly realms. So 1 Peter tells us, be alert, sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around and he's looking for someone to devour. Who is that person? Someone who doesn't realize how blessed they really can be someone who doesn't have expanded territory, someone who doesn't carry the presence of the Lord and seek that, and someone that does not know how to resist the devil and tell him no. Use the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the word of your testimony. Yes. Hey, we need to walk in confidence in this new world we find ourselves in. I saw a T-shirt. It says, normal is not coming back. Jesus is. Okay? So our goal needs to be, Jesus, I'm signing up. And whatever label that's been trying to hold me back, uh uh-uh, no more. I've had enough. You're going to bless me. Bless me, Lord. Enlarge my capacity and territory. I need your hand with me. Keep me from harm. Keep me from all pain. Romans 8:35. who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or pandemic or Delta or United or whatever variant they have now? <laughs> no, in all these things, we are more than a conqueror through him who loved us. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. So here's the prayer. Ready? Lord, strengthen me in and protect me from every attack of the enemy. So when I'm under attack, hey, you're going to strengthen me. And listen to my kids testify how, what God did for them with that turn. I'm talking about I, there's no way for me to describe the destruction. There's no way and they're alive. And, you know, here, so here they were, they are without a house, without a car, <laughs> it just, and they're, they're happy. They're joyful. Praise the Lord. I said, y'all gonna win, yeah. So pr- protect me, but more than anything else, how about just protect me from them, Lord, so I don't have to deal with them in the first place. Okay, you have two choices, just two. You can make your prayer time all about what you want to talk about, make it all about you and talking about your pain and your sore thumb and the person that hurt your feelings and this and this didn't go right at work and someone took my parking place and someone stole my dog and, you know, on and on, okay? Or you can talk about what God wants to talk about. Then instead of your pain, you're going to talk about His promises, that he wants to pour into your life. Just like Jabez did. He got a shout out in the Bible. So my opinion where this prayer takes a life of its own is not just asking God to get all focused on me, more on me. Well, I'm gonna focus on the fact, four words, there they are, same with me. You have blessing, influence, presence, and protection. That's that's that prayer broken down into four words. You can use other words, but if you're like me, I just need things simple. Let's say it again. Blessing, influence, presence, and protection. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for Victory Church. Bless them, Lord. Bless every home represented. May their health, emotions, needs, and focus be on what's important to you. Lord, stoop down and pour into each one of them with stuff from the treasure chest of heaven that they might not even know they need. So they dream and have creative ideas, resources, finances to accomplish it all. In Jesus' name. We're so grateful that you're part of our online campus, or maybe you join us on Sundays and just weren't able to make the service. That's what this is for. We hope you guys have an awesome week, and we hope to see you Sundays at 10 a.m. or right back here at Victory Church Online.